This episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast is brought to you by TechSmith Snagit 2021. Find out more about this awesome tool you must add to your learning design toolbox at snagit.com. That's S-N-A-G-I-T dot com. Welcome to the If You Ask Betty podcast. This podcast is designed to discuss all kinds of development topics for all kinds of learning professionals. I'm your host, Betty Danowitz, and today we're talking with Alex Salas about breaking out of the e-learning compliance delivery model. Hi, Alex. Hey, Betty. Thank you so much for uh, this opportunity. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Can you help our listeners get to know you a little bit better? Can you can you give us a quick intro about you and maybe even how we met? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm an instructional designer, pretty much self-made. I have a strong educational background and training and development and all that. But uh, it's been about 15 years that I focus on doing e-learning and uh, learning technologies uh, enabling people through no- learning technology. So I worked in Fortune 500 companies and uh, recently, four months ago to be exact, went full-time on my own uh, business, which is Learn, and started a new thing, which is the eLearning Launch Academy, where we turn aspiring folks into eLearning designers. Now, how I met you, if I recall correctly, we are LinkedIn buddies. Yes, for sure. And we have mutual friendships with some cool people like Myra Roldan. At this point, that's what I recall. I look forward to meet you face-to-face at one point. One of these days, whenever we're allowed to gather together again, I'm sure that will happen. Wonderful. I also was on your podcast. That is correct. It's actually, well, it as a vlog, but it's also a podcast. Oh, vlog. Okay, vlog. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a vlog, and uh, it's, now, it's now a podcast, and it's hosted on Anchor, just like yours. So. Oh, hey, look at that. Good. Today, we are chatting about breaking out of the e-learning compliance delivery model. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this because I know that you are a champion for new ways to deliver content, especially when you're doing it in an e-learning format, hence the e-learning launch program that you just developed. I know that we've heard from a lot of folks in the industry, you know, about how e-learning has become just a click next learning modality. What are your thoughts on that? Is e-learning dead as far as being an engaging way to learn? Or what do you think? Well, no, I think if anything, e-learning is alive and well. It's really more of the way of the future, if you think of it, because of the way we communicate today and and everything else is all digital. But what what I can say about those conversations, right, is e-learning dead or click next and all of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Usually you have a lot of people that have opinions about things and they create opinions at one point to sort of, um, you know, get likes and views on a post on social media. And Mm. on the other end, I think they they are looking, they tend, you know, in in L&D, we tend to have people that look at the worst example of something and then they judge that medium on those bases. So it's almost like if I went to Netflix and every time I hit a a B movie that looks really bad, then now I'm going to say, well, you know what? Movies are horrible. That's basically my thoughts on that and what I see happen uh, in in a lot of sense. We, you know, people like me and other folks that you have out there, they, we concentrate on not doing those things and, and not putting that next button all the time there. A lot of that we have to think about, you know, we have to thank the academic academic models and the compliance type of delivery. 
Yeah, so it's kind of an overgeneralization. And I, I tend to agree with you because I think that – I don't think so much that e-learning is dead. I think that it's uh, it's due for a, a refresh, uh, a new way of thinking – and I think that uh, I think that you'll you'll help lead the pack with that for sure. <laughs> so more often than not, we hear e-learning is used for compliance training, which is uh, super boring, and uh, most of the time because we've heard it so many times, the content anyways, and a lot of times because the content is just dry. Um, and I know that you have an you have a thought and feeling around a compliance delivery model. So what what would you say is that delivery model? What do you see as sort of the standard way that compliance e-learning content is written and presented? Well, the the main thing, I mean, I think there are different factors involved, but primarily we always have to think about the business, right? And that's something that regardless of what we do in learning and development, we have to think about the business. So the business need is you have to deliver compliance training. Uh, There's no running around that. You have to deliver it. How you deliver it, those are options, but... In reality, you know, this is something that in most cases in most industries happens once a year and you just have you have to do it. So, you know, we can say, well, it's dry material, it's boring. Well, it some of it can be if you're in the finance industry and you don't really care so much about, you know, whatever serious compliance or whatever you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be dry. It doesn't matter if I put a, a nice, beautiful super movie trailer intro on it or you know i make it into a gamified experience it's still compliant isn't the name like you know we are adults we don't like compliance you know we don't like to be told what to do so um in terms of challenges those are the challenges and then you know in our industry the the role of an instructional designer is so varied it comes from so many backgrounds that you can have someone that was just put on the job and, you know, in most cases, they are just doing what the organization is used to. So if the organization is used to a player with an X button, that's that's what you're getting. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. It seems like there must be a, a better way to deliver some of it. Uh, some of it, though, I think... Um, I think you're right. There's not much we could do like anti-money laundering. I just, I mean, unless you're like a screenwriter and can write some big, you know, two and a half minute Hollywood flick that captures my attention and teaches me everything I know about how not to launder money. It's just a matter of let's just, you know, grin and bear it and get through it. But it would be great if we could find a way to make it just a little bit more engaging. Maybe so much that when we're clicking next, we're not just trying to get to that post-assessment and guess our way through the answers. Rather, it actually somehow makes an impact and sticks with us, uh, especially because we're going to have to do it the next year. One particular one that recently we've started to have to do is the active shooter training. Is that something that, have you experienced that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of those things, you know, you can easily address with a job aid and Mm -hmm. the essentials of things. You could go into the elaborate function of maybe creating some kind of uh, experiential, immersive thing. But the question is, is it worth it for the business to do that? You know, what is your ultimate goal on this? That's not something, you know, it's not something that's going to happen every time in your organization, but it has happened in many places. So, but I think that the biggest issue for us to discuss in, in reality is, okay, we talked about compliance training, but the problem is that the same formula then gets applied to everything else that is in mm-hmm. our, that's where we have a big problem because, you're you're basically creating electronic books with a next button. Exactly. So so what do you think? I mean, do you have any thoughts on how we could deliver it 
in maybe a completely different modality, not an e-learning, or at least not only as an e-learning, right? So like, is there a way that we can deliver compliance training maybe with an e-learning, but there's also some sort of immersive element or uh, something else like that involved? Have you ever seen anything like that? Well, yes. And, and you know, in my, in my realm, I, I like to clarify that I, I call it learning anything that is delivered electronically, right? So I'm not just saying that, you know, something in Storyline and Captivate is a learning. I consider augmented reality to be a learning. I consider VR to be a learning. I think the the main thing there is we can be creative in the way we design it. We can be creative also in the way it's delivered. And, and I think we could also be more cognizant of adult learning principles when we create any type of modality, right? So, you know, doing VR is not going to be more effective than doing AR or it's not going to be more effective than doing learning because the effectiveness has to do with the design, not so much the delivery medium. Mm-hmm. So for one thing, anything you create should give the learner the option to choose, right? It should give that person the autonomy to choose what they're going to experience and how they're going to experience it. In some cases, in compliance, you don't have that luxury because in some cases, due to regulations and due to audits, there are specific things that have to be done in in a compliance model. But if you're not doing a compliance model, you're not doing a compliance module, then, you know, the creativity is open. You can do many yeah. things and, and it, you can do it with the basic tools. The question is, how creative can you be in a sense of providing an option for a story, providing an option for reading material, or providing an option to go straight to the quiz for that matter, if yeah. that's what you want to do, right? I mean, some people, the people that take this type of th- things, they want to in many times, if you say compliance training, there's already a schema. There's already an idea in your head of what it is, right? So you have to kind of like work so hard to break that perception and create that new reality. Yeah, I like that. So so what ideas do you have about sort of breaking out of this model? So you're definitely telling us to think differently, which I love. But do you have anything like any examples or things that you've tried that you found have been really effective to break out of that whole all e-learning has to be delivered like compliance e-learning is delivered? Well, yes, absolutely. So uh, one thing is to uh, use gamification as one of the main strategies for the engagement piece. And and with that is also, you know, there's spectrums, there's levels to what you can do and, and not just to get stuck in the mechanics of points and badges and leaderboards and things like that, but to think more about what games usually do. So one of the key things about good games is that they have autonomy. They give you autonomy as to what you're experiencing. You can choose to go in an online format or you can choose to go on a story. You can also select and customize your persona if you have an avatar, if you have a persona in that story, if you're mm-hmm. a character in that story. So all those things kind of involve the person into what is happening and what needs to be done. Then the second piece is like, look, stories are great, but stories is not, you know, we have to be very careful about designer ego because we like stories and we want to write stories. Doesn't mean that the only option you're providing is a story. So you can be creative with a story in a sense that you can provide, you know, um, a set of events, uh, a, a moment of crisis and a set of decisions to be taken in play. So that kind of brings in different elements, right? Like uh, scenario, they are in context with that story. And you can provide then uh, sort of the experience of how to do those things and get there 
and make decisions that lead to specific consequences. Yeah. So, so really just kind of, kind of tap into that creativity and, you know, I don't want to say think out of the box, but I'll say think differently about it. What tools or resources would you recommend as we're trying to think about, you know, breaking out of the model and thinking differently about delivering e-learning and, and compliance? Well, in terms of tools, um, I like to consider different perspectives. So for example, I've worked in corporate America in the corporate teams and, and what it is working for an organization, not being just a vendor. So sometimes you don't really have much of a choice out of a tool. The company bought licenses for Captivate, and that's what you have. The company bought licenses for Storeland, and that's what you have. I think in most respects is you want to not think so much about the tool to begin with. You want to think about what is it that you can do? What is it that you want to do? And then see how you can work in the tool to make that fit. Because one of the things, for example, that uh, that I've shown that, that can be done in Storeline is to create gamified experiences, to make the setup of the course look like a game, uh, to create a heads-up display, to provide uh, constant feedback through the whole experience. So not so much that the learner has to like just go through this next button situation, and then at the end, they know they have to take this 10-question quiz, and then on the 10-question 10, 10 quiz, then you have a results slide that says, you pass and you're done, right? Um, mm -hmm. You can actually modify all of that. So it provides all these elements of information that, that mean something. And then if, if I'm going to say something that's very useful for people to learn is to learn web design, is to learn HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, because those are the three languages of the web. And those are in everything that you're using. Any tool that you're using is just making uh, components of a website. Okay. So... When you watch a file, when you watch a storyline packet, it's, it's packaged in a way that you're watching the HTML page, the story.html page. If you're doing Captivate, you have an index.html page. It's all based on HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. If you know those languages or if you know how to at least read those, then you can find creative ways to inject other elements that are not part of the application, right? such as yeah. a chatbot, for example. You can insert a, shop, a chatbot as part of the course and collect data from there and provide feedback um, that is sort of, let's say, quote-unquote, automated for the learner. You can provide the ability for them to write notes, to check on those notes. There are some ways in which you can make the experience a little more richer, let's say. Hey there, I got to pause the show for just a minute to talk a little more about Snagit 2021 from TechSmith. I have been a Snagit user for over 10 years, and it is hands down my favorite screen capture and screen recording tool on the market. Snagit lets you quickly capture a process, add your explanation, and then create visual instructions. Snagit 2021 is the must-have visual communication tool. And even more great news for you, just for being an If You Ask Betty listener, you can get 10% off Snagit with maintenance at snagit.com by using the promo code ASKBETTY. Just enter ASKBETTY at checkout and snag this great deal. See what I did there? Check it out at snagit.com today. All right, back to the show. What if we don't know how to speak those languages? I mean, are there, are there places that we can go or blogs that we can read that can give us inspiration 
Oh yeah, of course. Um, it's not that active anymore, but I used to write uh, weekly on the stylelearn.com on my website. There's a blog. There's a lot of tricks in there that kind of hint of the things that I've been talking about in terms of good tutorials for different tools. Um, you know, Ashley Shazan, she's great. Uh, she's mm -hmm. done a good collection of tutorials, of short tutorials. You know that if you wanted to involve uh, uh, something a little more on the side of uh, apps and let's say uh, assistance, uh, virtual assistance type of uh, interfaces, Myra Roldan, right? She has some stuff on on out online in the different conferences. In training the training magazine networks, there are some talks and done some webinars there. Mm -hmm. In terms of those uh, languages, you know, they're not really that hard to to learn. I think that's something that as learning professionals, you kind of got to continue to challenge yourself on that. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. I mean, there are tools out there that are also web-based that provide you authoring capabilities. The issue with those is that, you know, you, you lose some of the flexibility that you have with tools like Storyline or Captivate mm -hmm. or Tora or anything like that. There's always trade-offs. Yeah, exactly. Anything else that we should know about breaking out of that compliance model and, and thinking differently about e-learning? You know, the basis, the foundations have to be there, which is, you know, you want to serve the purpose of the business and you also want to align things with the needs of the learner. In in that respect, is you just got to be careful that you're not repeating the same formula that you do for a compliance module because you are influencing users to treat everything you make as a compliance module. It will be hard if you spend all this time, right? Because if you start talking about stories, if you start talking about advanced interactions and, um, you know, a gamified uh, module or something like that, that's going to take extra work. And it'll be really disheartening that you did all that extra work and then folks are really not going to really engage too much with it because they're thinking that it is the same. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, in terms of uh, learning different things and different approaches, I would say that look at the world, start thinking more of as, uh, as a designer, look at what other disciplines do, like graphic designers, like movie makers. I love my approach. If you probably notice on a lot of things that I'm making and learning, has a more of a movie type of feel. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in that. I think if I had a choice that I can just switch careers and do it all over again, I'd probably go into filmmaking. Uh, it's just, it's, I love watching movies. I love the stories and the visual elements of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things like uh, movies like the Alita uh, Battle, Battle uh, Field or something like that is called. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it, but. Um, no, I haven't. Those animated, those animated movies. Um, yeah, that type of movie, it's, it's so inspiring. You know, it's so you look at those details and you're saying, yeah, I mean, you're not going to make that in in one of these tools, but that doesn't mean that you couldn't borrow some things from that. I have the curse of a designer in a sense. I'm always looking at things as a designer, uh, in a way where I say like that could have been better, or you know, uh, mm -hmm. the way they designed this door is not, <laughs> you know, it's great. Well, as we are wrapping up, I want to ask you a couple of quick questions that I ask all of my guests. So the first question is this, how do you align your passion with your work? <laughs> uh, well, I got to tell you that I don't have to align it. I, If anything, I, I just got to watch that I don't lose my family and my wife because I, <laughs> <laughs> the guy just waking up. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the kind of guy that wakes up at uh, you know seven o'clock on a Saturday morning and going, like, yeah, let me get into Storyline. Let's do something mm -hmm. better, or let let me take a look at this you know Python stuff and see if I can learn something. You know, guarantee that I'm always doing something in the morning on a Saturday, even on a Sunday. So you can call it a passion. It becomes sort of a way of living, uh, living the way you you know you you do things. I don't really separate the, the work and what I like to do. I'm always inspired by it. And it's, it's really, I don't have to align it. It's just, it's just what I do. And every time I'm thinking uh, on the same way, by the way, for example, like watching this COVID stuff, right? Um, <laughs> I had this joke, running joke saying that the winner of COVID is PowerPoint. Um, uh -huh. If you notice, everybody's just pulling out like PowerPoint decks. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty much like this is the guide. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. the winner, yeah, the winner is PowerPoint. What is the message that you want to get out to our listeners? What do you want them to remember, whether it's topic related or not? One message I can tell people is, look, you can do whatever you decide to do than you want to do. The main thing about it is don't let anybody else tell you that you can't do it. And don't yourself, don't beat yourself up in the sense of saying that will never happen or that won't be possible because you will be your, your worst enemy. The main thing to consider is Anything that you decide to do, just become a student of that thing. Like become mm -hmm. really involved with it. That is the whole definition of engagement um, that I tell people about that. It's like, you know, we have these discussions of fun and engagement. And I say, well, engagement is what drives you to that. Engagement is what drives you to think, breathe, sleep, and, and see everything through the lens of that thing that you love, that you want to do. So, for example, mm -hmm. in my case is better learning and, and helping people do their jobs better. So that's what I do. And that's how I live. So very good. That's a great message. How can people connect with you if they want to after the show? Oh, absolutely. So you know that I'm on LinkedIn is everything pretty much in social media is style learn. So two words, style and learn. Mm -hmm. Cause you got style. Is that why? Yeah. Cause I got style. Yeah. Cause you got style. <laughs> good. Of course. You can catch me at elearninglaunch.com. That is the academy for anyone that wants to become a learning designer. We're setting up courses there that are project-based. So you're learning, anything you're learning has to do with a real project in life. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to solve that problem as you learn what to do. So there are no quizzes. You just have to make some work that will get approved by us. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Alex Salas, for sharing your thoughts today. And thank you so much, listeners. Watch for another episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast soon. Peace out.